You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M, and let's discuss the history of Kellen Mond and his upcoming decision. Does it make sense for him to go to the NFL? Does it make sense for him to come back for another season with the clause set in by the NCAA? All these things and much, much more we have to discuss. Before we begin, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to help make this a more quality sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout out, and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th May related content found here on LOP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. So one of the biggest things that we always look at at the end of a, at the end of a college football season is who is going to be back, who is going to be gone, what is going to be the case with every single team. And right now, A&M has an option of returning most of their starters because of either they're young or that fifth-year clause that was given out to, you know, college seniors. And so all those things do play a big part in the alignment of the roster. Now, some names we do know will be coming back, and we'll discuss that in a minute, but one name we know for a fact is going to head to the NFL. Dan Moore, the starting left tackle for the Aggies, has declared his eligibility for the NFL draft. He will enter this April, hoping to make it onto an NFL roster. He took to social media to say goodbye to Aggieland, saying, Dear Aggieland, wow, what a ride. From classrooms to on the field, I cannot begin to express my appreciation for the school and the people that have helped me with my college experience. But first, I need to thank God for giving me the opportunity to play a sport I love with getting an education from one of the top universities in the country. This journey was not always uh, easy, but the memories and the lifelong friendships and family I have gained will always be a major part of who I am. Whether it was the uh, seven-overtime LSU game in 2018 or a season where we finished uh, with eight straight wins, our football team perceived and always seemed to be a daily experience. However, None of this would have been possible without the coaches, support staff, teammates, and fans. Coach Sumlin, Coach Fisher, Coach Turner, Coach Henson, Coach Grimes, and all of A&M's support staff, thank you for giving me the opportunity to attend Texas A&M and make myself a better person both on and off the field. Teammates, thank you for pushing me every single day to create my best foot forward in a culture that embodies the 12th man spirit. Aggie Nation, where to begin? Thank you for everything from the bottom of my heart, from the first day of College Station to my last. Texas A&M will always feel like home, but my journey is just beginning. Thank you to everybody who has helped me along the way um, and as they continue to support me at the next level. I'm sad to be leaving Texas A&M, but I'm reminded of one popular thing. Once an Aggie, always an Aggie. Maroon Goon for life. Gigum Dan Moore. Now, this is a significant loss for AM because it's the left tackle. And replacing a left tackle is a lot easier said than done. But you look at how the draft capital is right now and how teams always are looking for a potential franchise left tackle. And you never know what you can get. And you see some of the players who are not going to the NFL draft this year. 
Uh, I mean, there's a ton of talent at every single level that we don't know who is what outside of the big names, like the Alex Leatherwords and the uh, Penny Sewells and the Rashawn Slaters from Northwestern. Outside of those three, it really feels like anyone else could make or break their status with a good combine, with a good senior bowl, with a good overall standpoint going into the year. And I think that that's what Moore's kind of doing. He's betting on himself because the offensive line was great this year. They allowed four total sacks before the senior, I mean, before the Orange Bowl, and they allowed three sacks in the in the Orange Bowl. So seven total sacks on the year, but four came in in season. None came against Alabama, none came against Auburn, one came against, I believe it was LSU, and then one came against Mississippi State. They didn't allow a single sack to the best defense in the SEC, according to what the stats say in Arkansas. So, he has a resume there. There's something to say there and go, oh, well, you know, I come out strong on this year. I have a good year. I am a senior. I've graduated. I've done my part. I've been a big proponent to this team's success. Maybe it is time for me to head out. If that's the case, I get why Moore is leaving. Now the question is who comes in to play the left tackle spot. In my opinion, the very first person who's going to get the shot will be Kenyon Green. Green was a left tackle at Atascacita High School. They moved him to guard because he was so dang talented. He overshadowed players who had been with the program for two or three years, and he was already so up-to-date. But they couldn't play him at tackle because of Moore and Green, Carson Green, were so talented. And they had been the starting guys, and they had proven that they deserved the spot to be at least considered this year. Now, after this past year, you know, Green moved from the right guard position next to Carson Green to the left guard position which probably means you're going to eventually take over at that left tackle role, and we want to get you used to seeing who you're going to be lining up against in all SEC conference this past season. So, I believe it's going to be Kenyon Green. Maybe it will be another guy, maybe Chris Morris. Maybe, you know, one of these older guys who has been in the program for two, three years, but I think Green gets the first shot because if he was moved to that side for that reason. There's no doubt in my mind that... The transition that we'll see from him and everyone else will be significant. And the main reason is you look at how the team is built. And I believe that's what it really comes down to. This episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by Built Bar. Now, you know the Built Bar codes of the past. There's 12 delicious flavors, including but not excluding mint brownie, banana, bread, German chocolate cake, and raspberry, but with six new flavors, including apple, almond crisp, carrot cake, cherry, barcia, and cookies and cream. There's always a different flavor for you to try. The bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew with a nougat center. Plus, they're great for someone who's a health-conscious guy because they help you either lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. That's because the bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and they're great for anyone who's on the keto diet. Every single day I go to the gym, I have a peanut butter brownie one, and it has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugars, 5 grams of net carbs. You're not going to find a product like this anywhere else out on the shelves. And... When you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Stop eating the salty sweets and enjoy a delicious treat to meet your needs. Built Bar from BuiltBar.com. 
Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action, talking all things Texas A&M. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins in your life. And by doing so, you should start it off by betting some money. That's why we recommend you listen to Locked on Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, NFL games, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get your podcast listening systems. So, like I said, there's good news and bad news with everything that comes in life. And one of the good news is Dan Moore looks to be right now at this moment. And a lot of things can change at any single given time. He looks to be the only player who's leaving Texas A&M. That means the offensive line could have another year of improvement, another year to kind of rebuild, another year to figure out what the plan is. You can also see, you know, the defense really kind of step up. But the biggest thing is A&M will be keeping that top level defense back together. Leon O'Neal Jr., the starting safety, will be coming back for his senior season. The junior from Cypress Springs High School uh, enjoyed the best year of his career as a second-year starter. He finished third on the team with 48 tackles, two interceptions. He broke up three passes, and he's also the third player to announce that he will be back this season. Senior defensive tackle Jaden Peavy also said he would be back in 2021. Six foot six defender who plays, uh, weighs 298 pounds, posted 34 tackles on the season, his first year as a full time starter. He also led the team in tackles for losses with five and broke up a pass. Having those two back is so key for AM because it means they're not losing a lot. They're really going to be you know, having most of their players return. And on defense, more than anything else, the way the defense is built, it's built around veteran talent. Now, again, Buddy Johnson is a name who probably has boosted his stock up to where he goes, but you just saw Andre White and what he was able to do kind of as the secondary leader of the defense. But say Buddy Johnson stays. Well, White would take over for Aaron Hansford, And even though Aaron Hansford had a great year, you know that he has to go. So he's going, and now you have two proven guys to lead your front seven. And that front seven now includes a guy in Jaden Peavy, who was your team leader in uh, defensive tackles for losses. He also did a great job at, you know, read and reacting on the defensive line. He did a good job with his hand pressure. He kept his body low. He made a couple big-time stops. I really like the move of you know him coming back. The question is, is Miles Jones coming back? If Miles Jones comes back, now you can have a rotational set of Devin Morris and Antonio Johnson in the nickel. Or if he leaves, you can keep Johnson in the nickel because you now have him, you have Damani Richardson, and you have uh, Leon O'Neal all playing safety this year. And you move Morris to the outside alongside Jalen Jones. Or... You play Rich, I mean, you play, you know, Johnson in a limited role like this year because Brian George steps up. Overall, this defense really is not losing that many pieces. You still could lose a couple names. Of course, one being, um, you know, Jones and the other one being Johnson. Probably a third one would be, you know, uh, uh, Tyree Johnson. Maybe you lose Michael Clemens. Not sure what his status is going to be. But if you lose those guys, you do have players, you know, backing them up. In DeMarvin Leal, who's really stepped up playing that defensive end position. You also have Fadil Diggs and Danelle Harris. No idea what they're going to be, but they're both four-star talents that were highly recruited out of both Florida and New Jersey, respectively. 
and they were the number one defensive lineman in their state during that year. So I think that when you look at how this defense is going to be returning, Mike Elko is only going to be able to build off it. And he was kind of talking about that earlier with the Maroon Goons and how he doesn't want everyone on deep, like everyone in College Station to call them that because they haven't earned it yet. If you return all this talent, it's really hard not to argue that you're at least in the conversation for it. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be, you know, in about six months regretting that people are calling you that. But you look at how a team is built. And every year you lose talent. But you look at what happened with LSU. They lost so much talent that they struggled in, you know, 2020. Whether that be an all-SEC schedule, whether that be because of, you know, they needed to find a quarterback and they didn't know what they were going to do with, you know, Max Johnson, with the other kid, with Miles Brennan. But the fact that they lost as much as they did to not just opt-outs, but also to just players declaring for the draft. You see how that team was built for two, three, four years to be able to be contending with the likes of all other opponents in the SEC. If AM continues to build on this defensive line with guys like McKinley Jackson, with guys like Vidal Diggs, Danelle Harris in the secondary with, you know, Antonio, you know, Johnson. And then you look at the linebacking core, Antonio Doyle and Edron Cooper and Andre White. This is a defense that has so many different moving parts, and injury is not the end of the world. Losing a player this year for a team like Alabama did not feel like the end of the world because if you just knew, okay, well, we have so much untapped potential right behind him. Eventually, he's probably going to have to transfer because if he got hurt. And it's not his fault, but that's the way it is. And that could be the case for a lot of these players at AM. If they don't play immediately, they may transfer because the sheer fact is they're a part of a team that just has so much potential to be something great. And you look at all these players that are on the field right now. If you don't lose any, you're continuing to build up what you already have, which is stability on the offense, stability on the defense, and veteran leadership that is so used to playing and accustomed to playing these top-level opponents, now they just went through an all-SEC schedule, they have nothing to really fear. Alabama's losing players. Auburn's losing players. LSU's still going to lose some players. Mississippi State is probably going to lose some players. Ole Miss is... Not going to lose anybody. Let's just be real. Ole Miss is going to lo- not lose a single person, and they're on. They're going to be a team to watch for in about a year or two, I would say. Florida's losing players. Georgia's losing players. They're all losing talent. So at some point, you have to realize, okay, I am going to be the team to beat. And the way this team is built right now, they probably are the team to beat. One more name coming back before we go to commercial break. Cameron Buckley. For anyone who doesn't know, the slot receiver, he missed all this season because if he suffered an injury in fall camp, he will be coming back as a senior. The six, uh, the five foot nine kid from Senior Hill has caught 64 passes for 877 yards and four touchdowns in his career. This is a guy who I believe can play a really big role in the slot. I think that he was going to be the name to watch for as the number one receiver. I think he really was someone who was going to break out this year. And unfortunately, he had an injury in fall camp that cost him an entire season. 
now fully healthy. He gets another year of eligibility. It makes a lot of sense because the wide receiver position is still so unproven going into a lot of these kids' junior and senior seasons that having that veteran in Buckley who's accustomed to the offense of Daryl Dickey, who knows the play calling, who understands everything, I believe 100% it pans out in his favor. The college football season is winding down, but that does not mean that there will still be bets not to be made this upcoming year. And we recommend you always go to the place that's number one when it comes to betting, and that's betonline.ag. They have updated information on the current NFL games, the top college football and basketball games, and highlight information on the current headlines in sports. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action. Go visit betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Visit them also on social media as our exclusive partners at betonline underscore ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use that promo code Locked On at your sign-up bonus for 50% off your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, make sure you're always listening to the Locked On NFL Show Wednesdays as they take a deep dive into your future of your favorite franchise. Tony Wiggins and James Pine are joined every single week by a Locked On Draft expert to talk all things prospects in the upcoming draft with young NFL players fresh into the league. Does your team have a big rookie performance this week? Are they shaping up for a premier draft in 2021? Get everything you need to know on Wednesdays at Locked on NFL. Subscribe to Locked on NFL wherever you get your podcast listening systems. Ultimately, the name that a lot of people are going to be focusing in on this year is Kellen Mond. And of course, why wouldn't you? Because when you see Kellen Mond and you see his history and you listen to the, you know, the story of what has been you know, always around with him, He's going to go down as one of the best quarterbacks to ever play at Texas A&M. Whether that be very, you know, very much because of he played the longest, because of the stats say so, because of the overall purposes. I, I mean, like, there's a lot of things that will go into is um, Kellen Mond truly the best quarterback of all time at A&M. Personally, I think that there are a little bit better than him. I think that the stats speak for themselves, but I think when you look at his longevity with the team, there's two options. One, you come back, you potentially be the quarterback to take your team to the college football playoff, you potentially boost your stats to win the Heisman, you have one heck of a season, you still have a shot to win the college football playoff, and on top of all that, you then probably win every record in AM history. On the other side, what more do you have to learn? If you come back, are you gonna go, you know, get your masters? And more importantly, are you gonna progress? You fight the shot of potentially being benched, and you threaten your draft stock. If you think that you're a third or fourth round pick in this year's draft and a lot of people that I've spoken to said he's probably that late day two early day three kind of backup let's see what we got maybe you know mobile quarterback who you know has some potential let's just throw him out there and see what could work what sticks if that's what you want to be then yeah 
I think if that's the best you can get, go for it. Because of every single time that you flirt with the opportunity of potentially being a first-round pick, it's fine, but a lot of good things have got to happen. You're going to be 23, and teams take that into consideration. More often than not, and people don't understand, teams take age into consideration. It's why Lamar Jackson is a month younger than Joe Burrow, and he's in his third year in the NFL. Because if they see that and they go, okay, we have a 20-year-old who we can legitimately build our franchise around. And we probably have him for, if he's great, 12, 15 years healthy. Or we take this kid who's 23, and 10 years from now, he's 33. And if he's not Tom Brady, we probably have him two more years. That's the difference. Mom would probably be 23 when he got drafted. I believe he will be 23 when he gets if, if he gets drafted in 2022. He'll be 22 if he gets drafted this year. Teams are going to take that into consideration when you're older and you're not up to level with everyone else. So you have to then be better than the 21-year-old. You have to be more accurate than the 21-year-old. You have to be stronger than the 20-year-old. Those are all things scouts look at. Because if by the time your rookie contract's up, you're 28. They don't have time to figure out, can we build around a 28-year-old? They want to have that done. They want that to be the biggest thing that's out of the way. So for me, I believe it just becomes a matter of days until Mond announces that he's going to the NFL. Because at the same time, if you have enough respect for A&M, and I believe he does, he understands that if his stock cannot get much higher, he's giving an opportunity for another player just to sit on the bench. And quarterbacks don't want to sit for long. And you've seen it. I, I mean, I went to Alabama. I saw it all the time. I saw how top-level quarterbacks would transfer because they're like, no, I'm not going to sit behind a kid who's a freshman or I'm not going to sit behind a senior who decided to come back for to be a super senior. I'm going to go and I'm going to have my shot to play somewhere. I saw it multiple times with more than just, um, you know, J- you know, everyone says Blake Barnett's like the big name that, you know, did it. no. There was also David Cromwell who did it. There was also Alec Morris who did it. There was also a, um, a few other players who did it. I mean, like, there was six or seven quarterbacks I saw come through Alabama, and they're like, no, I'm not going to play. I'm out. I mean, Talia Tungavailoa, the, the little brother of Tua, transferred. Because he's like, no, I'm not going to sit behind Mac Jones for a year. I want to play. I think that that's the case, is that A&M and Mon both realize we did our part. I have a big time win. I'm pretty much statistically, if not the best, the first or second best quarterback in AM history. Let me go take my shot at the NFL. That's my personal bet. I think that's going to be the legacy of Kellen Mond. He goes out on top with winning eight straight, finishing with the highest winning percentage AM has had since joining the SEC. Just take that and run with it because you don't know what's going to happen with AM next year. They could be the best team in the SEC. They could be middle of the pack. But Mon knows right now, my stock may never be as high as it is going into April's draft. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast listening systems tomorrow. Let's break down the running back position. What can we expect from Devon A. Chain, from Isaiah Spiller, and Anaya Smith moving forward? And also, should Anaya Smith potentially move back to wide receiver? We'll talk all that and more. See you then. And remember, be good, y'all. This has been Locked on Aggies. 
Presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.